You are listening to the Amateur Church Podcast, where we pursue excellence in ministry with the right motivation for the sake of love. I'm Pastor Matt, and I'm so thankful that you are on this disciple's journey with me. The Amateur Church Podcast is a call for anyone who is tired of church being a programmed organization. I want to be an amateur, at least in the sense that how I lead, preach, and serve is based on love. So our love for Jesus Christ drives us to love one another and to love His Word. It is His Word that we've been studying this year, and now we are in the book of John, the last of the four Gospels, and we're going to look this week at the first half of the book of John, John chapter 1 through 11. So I want to give you kind of some theological truths today as we look at John. First, the date of the book of John is written, uh, most scholars say, between 80 and 90 A.D. So uh, it's one of the last uh, gospels written uh, as John is an elder, uh, elderly man, a pastor, uh, going from church to church. And the, the theme of the book of John while Matthew is uh, uh, saying that Jesus is the king of the Jews, Mark says he's the suffering servant, Luke, uh, his theme is that Jesus is the son of man, John is very focused on reminding people that Jesus truly is the son of God. In fact, we see John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1.14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, so this is the focus. Uh, in fact, John is going to say at the very end of his book, John chapter 20, verses 30 through 31, he says, listen, of all the things that Christ had done, if, uh, if it were to all be written down, the books in the world could not contain it. And yet I have written these things so that you may believe in Jesus Christ and by believing have eternal life. You're going to hear that phrase repeated over and over this week and next week as we study the book of John about eternal life. Now, what I'd like to do today as we look at the first half of John is talk about seven signs about uh, that Jesus did in order to prove that he is the Son of God. This is how John relates this. We're going to see seven signs. We're going to see uh, this week seven I am statements. You're going to see next week the seven marks of Passion Week. And seven, this number of completion shows that he is fully God and fully man. So there are, first, signs related to nature, that Jesus has power over nature. The first one, Jesus' very first recorded miracle, is turning water into wine at the wedding in Cana. This is from John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. And, and it's to remind us that God has power, Christ had power, over even elements to turn water into wine. Then we see uh, the uh, the uh, uh, feeding of the 5,000 in John chapter 6, Jesus is able from a little boy's lunch to actually produce more bread and fish. Uh, he's got power over those elements as well. And Jesus is able to walk on water. The end of chapter 6, verses 15 through 21, we see that Jesus can walk on water and, uh, and in doing so has power over nature. So think about that, that our Savior, Jesus Christ, the uh, Son of God, is able to uh, have complete authority over uh, everything around us. Now, as you, uh, as you continue looking at the, the signs of, um, 
the 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 signs that Jesus uh, did. These signs are actually symbols, miracles of the message that Jesus came to save the world. So he moves from just power over nature to now power over or, or signs related to healing, power over disease. Uh, for for instance, John chapter four verses forty three through fifty four, Jesus heals the son of the official. I love this because in that passage, look at John chapter four. Uh, in that passage, it, it says that they um, uh, that many came to him, and as they as they came to uh, follow him to worship him, um, he came to Cana of Galilee, where he uh, the same place that he made the water turn into wine, and a royal official whose son was sick at Capernaum came to him, and when he heard that Jesus uh, had come. Uh, they he, he asked him to heal his son, for his son was at the point of death. Now listen to this, verse 48. So Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. And and so Jesus is saying, part of the reason these signs are here is, or is, is for your believing. Now, many scholars say Jesus is being sarcastic there, and probably is. He's saying it takes these miracles for you to believe, but that doesn't stop Christ's compassion. Notice it says that in verse uh, 53, So the father knew that it was at that hour in which Jesus said to him, Your son lives, and he himself believed and his whole household. All Jesus had to do was speak, Your son lives. And a slave, a servant of the royal official, uh, tells him at that moment, Your son immediately, that the fever immediately left him. And, and this causes the father and his whole household to believe. The signs relate to the truth that Jesus is the Son of God. Then we see in John chapter 5 that Jesus healed a crippled man on the Sabbath. This is this man that is by the waters and and uh, would wait for the stirring. Jesus is able to heal. Uh, and this was, a, a I believe, an apologetic passage that speaks against the theories or the pagan mysteries uh, that people would trust in. Uh, Jesus shows him, I am the true uh, God. And we also see John chapter 9. I love John chapter 9 about the healing of the blind man. Jesus is able to, to bring about sight to those who cannot see. And we're going to also see in uh, later on this week how the seven I am statements, some of them correlate with the seven uh, signs. And that, for instance, this one, Jesus earlier said, I am the light of the world. And then you get the story right after that, uh, that Jesus heals the blind man, as if to say, I'm not just light for the physical, but I am light for the spiritually blind. Finally, the most important sign, not related to Christ's own death, burial, and resurrection, but is Jesus' power over death with the raising of Lazarus. And this is where we see in John chapter 11, uh, he raises Lazarus from the dead. Jesus doesn't just have power over diseases. He doesn't just have power over natural disasters. Jesus has power over death. And what an amazing God that we serve that just at the speaking of Lazarus' name come forth, Lazarus was raised from the dead. But even greater than that, we can trust that our Savior, Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, was raised from the dead and reigns victoriously today. May our prayer be that we worship Christ, not because of signs, but because He truly is the Son of God. I love you. I'm praying for you. Stakes in the ground.